All right, let's get right back into it. We've got the news upcoming at the top of the hour on the other side of 6 o'clock. The angriest pothead in Canada. Russell Barth is going to join us from the nation's capital. Uh, The ombudsman here in Ontario reporting the other day that there have been about a thousand complaints so far. People can't get their weed in a timely fashion. The store sold out. But Ontario's open for business, Sherry DeNovo. Did you ever uh, think that would be a headline? People can't get their weed on time. I can't understand how they're that exercised. Or if they don't, if they can't get it in a timely fashion, obviously they're amateurs. They're first timers, right? Is the black market still on? Then? Yeah. Well, this is why the, the black market probably their ears prick up and go, wait a minute, there's, there's a reason to live again. Uh, and Lisa Raitt's going to join us as well. She's a deputy leader leader of the opposition. Uh, She's with the Conservative Party up there who are taking some heat because apparently Justin Trudeau feels that they killed the long-form census and that made it necessary for StatsCan to go looking to the banks in Canada and they have the legal wherewithal to actually access transactional records and so on and so forth. And now this is turning into uh, somewhat of a cause celeb. It's uh, been a raucous good time during question period in the House over the last three or four days with Justin Trudeau suggesting that uh, this is all defensible because policy gets shaped by having more information, data, evidence, all of these things, and therefore it's uh, a good thing. But is he uh, hurting himself politically when I'm hearing even people within the liberal ranks, and Michael Giles, I turn to you, you're one such, uh, this sounds indefensible to me on the surface of it. Canadians don't want to be I guess, subsumed by what Tim Cook, the CEO of Apple, called the data industrial complex. What do you think? A liability for Trudeau to be uh, supporting this? Well, I think this is one of those situations where when you have, you know, 50 people say you're drunk and you feel okay, you might want to lie down even if you feel okay. <laughs> uh, I haven't found anybody who supports this. And quite frankly, uh, the technology that we have today, within the, especially within the financial services sector, if StatsCan needs information with respect to general trends, spending trends and everything, they do not need to access people's bank accounts to do that. And it probably in 15 minutes... A data manager in one of those banks could provide them all the information they need. So I think, frankly, this is a misguided policy on his part. I think he's going to pay a price for this. People do, you know, people are already up in arms about, you know, when you see the Facebook situations, you know, Cambridge Analytica, all this kind of stuff. The last thing they want to hear is that the federal government is looking into your bank accounts. I mean, it's just, you know, you're probably more familiar in Pyongyang than it would be in Toronto, so I don't know why they're doing Whoa, it. Whoa, all right. And so uh, is this going to redound against <laughs> Justin Trudeau again? Not really sensing the pulse of the nation, John? I think I think it is. I think it's going to hurt him. I think that in this age of, of cybersecurity, and, and as Michael had mentioned, some of the some of the cases of, of information being leaked and, and people tapping into and uh, and getting information sort of in, in sort of adverse ways and in illegal ways, this is just yet another example of, of the insensitivity and of government overreaching uh, in, in some ways, in some ways, to try to be over, uh, over, um, protective of, of citizens, but this is exactly the wrong way to do it. But I think the, the whole fact of going to a bank or trying to tap into a bank, I think scares an average citizen who who might not appreciate or understand some of the value of the information that they might need, but also thinking that, you know what, I don't want anybody talking to my bank or trying to get my bank to get any information from me because I'm not sure what they're going to get or what where the, the constraints are with respect to the information. Or how about if some young person decides to, to stroke the wrong key and all of a sudden financial information start getting so it's i think it's just a wrong approach but it's also government just overreaching yet again john well you know it's interesting because i uh, was talking at lunch to uh, a former 
liberal member of the House of Commons, and uh, he was quite concerned that somebody like Gerald Butts would have access to, uh, you know, ultimately up the food chain, because stats can, uh, would be responsible to, I guess, the Parliamentary Budget Office, which then in turn would answer to the PMO. And so in the food chain, there is that potential for somebody getting their grimy paws on information that's, you know, private and sacrosanct. Uh, Sherry DeNovo, I mean, is it much ado about very little, or is there some concern here? It's funny you mentioned uh, Gerald Butts, because he was a constituent of mine, and, and every election, of course, we're not in the same party, I would knock on his door and would have a pleasant chat. He would never vote for me, but <laughs> <laughs> he's actually a nice guy, but I still don't want him looking at my bank account. Uh, you're right. I, I think uh, we're probably of one mind on this one, uh, and certainly the officers of the House uh, federally are uh, concerned about it to the integrity and ethics of folks. So um, I, I, I don't see, but I, I you know, I, I don't see any purpose to it. But it's not hurting the, this is not hurting the Liberals' polling numbers. I, I, I'm i a kind of poll junkie and check them regularly, even though I'm not in politics anymore. And uh, they seem to be, you know, increasing in, in, in popular opinion. And the Conservative Party seems to be decreasing. Um, so uh, whatever they're doing, something seems to be, something seems to be sticking. So I don't think it's hurting them. Um, I think it's not the right way to go, but I don't think it's hurting. All right. Well, the yeah. economy is doing well. That was uh, just, you know, ascertained recently with the numbers. I guess unemployment's down to 5.8%. But here's the thing. I mean, how can Trudeau be so tone deaf? Or is it the fact Canadians, they don't really process this information or care except for maybe, you know ins- maybe we're all just collectively more stoned these days <laughs> maybe <laughs> no but i also think too it, it, it it'll get to a narrative it, <clears throat> i think it does have an effect and it's not polls are important because they are snapshots of the time of, of you know currently and, and it depends on a good announcement the week before or what have you where they uh, where the p- poll numbers will be reflected in, in some positive or negative way depending on that announcement but i think though mike uh, john this is an issue where um from a narrative perspective the these things will add up, and at some point, it really is up to the opposition party. And in this case, Andrew Scheer, who is the uh, is the number one competitor to uh, uh, to uh, the prime minister, to put this case to Canadians and say, "Look, at here's what's been happening over the last three years, and and uh, the things that the prime minister and the government have done." And I think there's there's going to be a narrative where at some point Canadians will lock in and say, "Yeah, you know what? I just had enough of this." And that could very well be the case. And, and 2019 is going to be an important year because I think the election will unofficially start in January. Interesting. I was just watching the monitor, and uh, I guess the protest is already starting outside of Roy Thompson Hall for Steve Bannon coming in to debate uh, David Frum uh, just before 7 o'clock. It's, you know, much ballyhooed because this guy is considered to be the architect of Donald Trump's presidency, and he's considered toxic in certain quarters. (laughs) Sherry DeNovo, you're nodding your head. Well, I'll ask you when we come back whether or not, you know, there would be any merit to canceling this is there's i mean it's probably late in the day to do that literally and figuratively uh but why then even make it a point uh if there's any merit to suggesting it it uh it befuddles me but we'll get it from the panel sherry de novo john capobianco michael giles in a moment on the oka show global news radio 640 toronto <laughs>